All right, so we are entering into the book of Leviticus in Hebrew that is uh, Vayikra, and it's, um, it starts to talk about the, sacri- the animal sacrificial system, um, which should make a lot of people really uncomfortable because we certainly don't do that these days. And uh, I've said here many times, you know, the Jewish people um, for predominantly believe that the temple, the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, is going to be rebuilt in Jerusalem, and that whole animal sacrifice thing is going to be reinstantiated. It's going to come back, and the priests, the Kohanim, are going to come back, and they're going to do their functions. I don't believe that to be so. Um, You know, I, I always say I have a right to be wrong about anything in the future, but the way I see it, you are the temple of God. The high priest is Yeshua dwells in you, and the Lord is not going to go backwards. That's how I see it. So I don't believe that's going to happen. I've said here many times that if there's a temple and there's animal sacrifices, I'll probably be there with a picket sign with the animal rights activists. If that, if anything that'll get me super left wing, it'll be that because I ain't killing no animals. And then the Lord's like, you're going to do what I tell you to do. So we, we really don't understand it. We don't understand the sacrificial system, but Honestly, in the time of Yeshua and prior and even a generation after Yeshua, up until the time that the temple was destroyed in the year 70, the, the animal sacrifice system was central. It was, the, it was central to the people's worship, uh, their, their coming forward and being in God's presence, uh, presenting an offering to God, asking God for forgiveness, getting right with God. This animal sacrifice system was so central Uh, in Judaism and for the people of God up until God destroyed the temple. And Yeshua said in three days the temple is going to be taken down and the people didn't know he was talking about his body, his body, which he raised up. So we feel really uncomfortable about the sacrificial system, so what does it mean for us? Is there any sort of relationship to us? Is there any value in us in studying the sacrificial system and understanding about animal sacrifices? Uh, There is still an animal sacrifice that happens today, and that is, it pertains to the animal within us. Because we are all like, we're all part divine and we're part animal we have our like divine nature as as peter wrote in his book he says we're partakers of the divine nature but we also have this fleshly nature this this whole concept is not foreign in judaism in judaism they have the evil you have the evil inclination the yetzer hara and you have the good inclination the yetzer hatov in the new testament paul writes about Um, his old nature and its conflict with the new nature and how like the new nature wants to do what's right. It wants to keep righteousness, keep Torah, but the old nature is, you know, raises its ugly head and and they kind of wage war within. So the old nature, the new nature, this is your divine nature and your animal. And every now and again, because this is waging war within us, we have to take the animal and put it on the altar and bring it to the high priest to get sacrificed. And our high priest, Yeshua, 
look at it for blemish, say, no, this is a perfect offering. The sacrificial system, is, it's, it's not like Yom Kippur, which was once in a year. There was a morning sacrifice, an afternoon sacrifice, an evening sacrifice. In Judaism, that's been translated to three different prayer services throughout the day. Morning, afternoon, evening, shachrit, mincha, mariv. But for us, it means that any time we want to bring that animal within to the altar, we can bring it to the high priest to be sacrificed. And the reason that it's a daily thing is because we have to do it sometimes over and over and over and over and over again. Because this concept of of the animal within waging war with the divinity within is not a foreign concept. Paul spoke about it. So anytime the animal within, the old nature is rising up, we can take that animal and we can put it on the altar. Val was mentioning how some of the offerings are burnt offerings, whole burnt offerings. And then some of them are eaten, actually, by the priest. Why would the priest eat a sin offering? That's representation of Yeshua who takes on our sins. And why is there a whole burnt offering? It's called the Ola, the Ola offering. The uh, Corbin Ola is the, is the whole burnt offering. It's an interesting, uh, interesting teaching in the Talmud, the Jewish writings about the Ola, the whole burnt offering. They said people used to bring it for, for thoughts of the mind, for sins of the mind, because they could be all-consuming. They consume the whole body, the, the, the sins of the thought. So that could be brought to the altar for sacrifice. So how do we do this? Firstly, the high priest lives within you. And he can take that animal anytime he wants and sacrifice it and you will be done with it once and for all. The high priest within you has the ability to do that. But, also, but he often will not just kill this thing and it's gone. It's something that we struggle with throughout our lives, throughout our, our, our days as believers. There's one interesting scripture in Torah. At the end of Torah, at, at the book of Deuteronomy, it says that when you take the land... I'm not going to let you get rid of all your enemies in one shot. Because if you do, the animal will overtake you. Kind of interesting. So he allows this thing. He allows the battle to happen throughout our lives. And very often as we try to, you know, as we seek the Lord, he'll, he'll reveal this needs to go to the altar. This needs to go to the altar. This needs to go to the altar. And we are free to do that. Bring the animal to be sacrificed any time we want. When Paul said, I die daily, he's referring to the sacrificial system. It's, it's, a, it's a reference to that. When he says you take the old nature, take your flesh to die, that's referring to the, old, that's referring to the sacrificial system of taking the animal flesh to the Lord because we die daily, and daily the flesh dies, and, and, and the divine nature raises up, and the flesh dies, and that's, that's kind of how we, 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 we go. So how do we get rid of this thing? How do we get rid of this animal? How do we sacrifice it? 
Just step forward day by day by day. It's a daily thing. It's a daily offering, sometimes multiple times a day. And it's okay. And it's okay. And it's okay. The interesting thing is religion will want to define like what religion wants to define what a righteous life looks like over and above what scripture says what righteousness looks like and it will put God's people in a box So the right So the animal within is referring to a sin nature. But religion in Judaism and Christianity will will, will take the the definition of sin and extend it and say, now this is sin. Like drinking. Now, for some, you got to stay away from it. For some, you just got to stay away from it. Drinking itself is not a sin. But if, God, if, if you have a weakness and you need to stay away from drinking, it could be sin to you. But it's not sin to everybody. There are things that I got to stay away from. There are, watching a movie is not sin, but I'll tell you, there are certain movies I am not allowed to watch. Because God put real tight boundaries about what goes into these two little holes in my head. Not a sin, but for me it is because God has, wants to keep me away from watching certain things. So sometimes the animal needs to be sacrificed, but that's the sin offering. But sometimes there's an animal within that's just who you are, your passions. That's not a sin, and religion will want to say that's sin too, but it's not. That animal doesn't need to be sacrificed. That animal needs to be set free. That animal needs to come out of the cage. Because that's how Adonai made you. Nothing to do with sin. But religion will define certain things as sin. So we bring our sin offerings to the Lord daily, and it's okay There is one that's perfect. It's Yeshua. He lives within you. Period. If you mess up, you bring the animal to be sacrificed. If you mess up, you bring the animal to be sacrificed. If you mess it up, you bring the animal. A high priest is so faithful. He didn't need you to clean up before he came into you. That's the second time that happened. You didn't need to clean up before he came into you. He came into you right where you are. While we were yet sinners, he loved us. He died for us. While we were sinners. Bring your offering. Bring that animal. Lay it on the altar. Move on. Leave the guilt on the altar. Leave the shame on the altar. It's a multiple time a day thing in Torah because we know it's going to happen again until it's done. Until Adonai has this thing run its course for good. If it happens again, bring the offering. The human priests 
the Kohen, the Kohen Haggadol, the high priest or the Levites, they weren't, they, they didn't, when people came with their offerings, they didn't go, oh, you again? <laughs> weren't you just here this morning? It is designed to be multiple times a day. Just bring it, leave the guilt, and move on. God's people are so stuck in guilt. Bring the animal, leave it, the high priest will take care of it. Thank you, Adonai. I was going to talk about what we're doing on April 2nd. I'm going to share the prayer requests around this place. I don't know about the visitors. I don't know about in your parts, your neck of the kingdom. In this place, the prayer requests have been really, really intense. Cancer. Drug addiction. Illness. Mental illness. Not being able to conquer this thing. Just being in a, a, a deep place. So I'm like, you know what? Let's get together for prayer in the evening and not be quick about it. And not be quick about it. And not be quick about it. Don't try to fit it into the confines of a service. We'll come here around 7-ish. The only time we have to leave is before the church on Sunday morning comes in. Pastor Pryor said that's okay. Just make sure you clean up after yourself. Take the tissues, throw them out. So we can bring these things before the Lord deeply in prayer, intercession, and worship. And if there's this time of silence, wait on the Lord. Don't be in a rush. Because I don't know about your neck of the woods, but in this place, there's a lot of prayer that's needed. So everybody's invited to come here on Saturday, April 2nd. We're just going to start and we're just not going to stop until Adonai says to stop. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. At the end of this thing, it is all about what Mashiach did as the one sacrifice. It's all going to be about that in the end. Life is about kind of catching up to that divine nature. Bringing our animal to the altar. Taming the animal. That's the mind of Messiah. Taming the animal. Putting that animal into under obedience. That thought of anger, that thought of lust, that thought of whatever it is, rage, or whatever it is to tame that thing, to say, no, sit, stay. That's where Adonai has me. That's where Adonai has me. 
to not be motivated by feeling, by emotion. So when these things crop up, and they will, even Yeshua was tempted but did not sin. What does it mean to be tempted but not sin? These thoughts are going to rise up. Sit. Good boy. The mind of Messiah is greater than the animalistic thoughts that you have. The mind of Messiah is greater, is greater, is greater, is greater. Exercise the mind of Messiah. The, uh, what the, the natural tendency is, for, is to atrophy. The natural tendency of muscle is to atrophy. So exercise the mind of Messiah. When the animal rises up, rise up, Yeshua, within. And say, no, you're not going any farther than that. You may have been a thought, but you're dying a thought. That's it. Exercise the mind of Messiah. Exercise the mind of of Messiah. All the time. All the time. Because there's another animal within you. The lion of the tribe of Judah is within you. Thank you, Adonai. In the book of Acts, it says that in Yeshua, even the sins that we have no forgiveness for in Torah, we're forgiven for. What does that mean? And how can Messiah, who is the Torah, might be weird for people to see when we do a Torah processional, which happens in Jewish synagogues all over the world for millennium. Don't be deceived. As we're carrying the Torah, it's really the Torah carrying us because he's Yeshua. So how can Yeshua, who wrote this thing, who is this thing, the living word, the living Torah, forgive you for things that what he wrote says there's no forgiveness? And you, what, what, what he means is, or what it means about there's no forgiveness, there are certain sins in the Torah where there's no forgiveness. You're dead. If you willingly kill somebody, you're dead. It's death penalty. There's, there's things in the Torah where there's death penalty. There's capital punishment. Okay, like, if you, like I said, if you kill somebody. But the book of Acts says, in Yeshua, you're forgiven for these things. How can this be? The hint lies in this Torah portion, Vayikra. The animal sacrificial system is meant for sins that are unintentional. It says that explicitly in this Torah portion. These are for unintentional sins, meaning sins that you commit, you didn't realize you were sinning. 
That's what the animal sacrificial system is for. Unintentional sins. The book of Hebrews repeats that. It says it's for unintentional sins. But Yeshua is our sacrifice. So when he was on the cross, he said, Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Their murder, they know not what they do. Their addiction, they know not what they do. They're taking innocent blood. They know not what they do. Their sexual sins, they know not what they do. Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Their homosexuality, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. When he said that, he took every sin and made it an unintentional sin which means that the sacrificial system takes care of it. That's what he did for us. Not guilty. Not guilty. So as we fully catch up to the full revelation of not guilty... When at the end of the day, he sees Yeshua within us and not the animal. It's okay to screw up. It's okay to have a, neg- a bad thought, a sinful thought. We're all going to do it. I'm going to do it. I did it, and I'm going to do it again. Bring it to the altar. Bring the animal to the altar. Greater is our high priest than the high priest of Aaron. Greater is our high priest. Faithful. So faithful. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise, <laughs> praise, 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 hallelujah.